Hey folks, what is going on? Justin Masson here with Nintendo Dads. Uh, and hey, it's just me. Welcome to episode 401, I guess. Um, we're going to talk about an Indie Direct. We're going to talk about uh, financial stuff from Nintendo and maybe my experience with Extra Live. Let's jump into it. That is right, folks. What is going on? I am the only one here today. I'm only I'm the only one in Nintendo Dad's HQ office today. Uh, so welcome. Good to good to be here. Thanks for showing up today. I'm going to be honest with you. We were we had talked about not having an episode at all today. Like, the, and for those of you that are new here, welcome. For those of you that are returning and been here for a while, thanks for coming back. Last week was episode 400 in Nintendo Dads. One week ago today, because this is Thursday right now that I'm recording, it was live. It was in New York. Man, let me tell you, it was an amazing experience. We've had such a tremendous uh, time with episode 400. We explored New York. We we all of us hung out as hosts together for the first time. We had a New York meet and greet. Oh my gosh, was that so amazing to see some of our, our amazing friends in the area uh, come together. Mecha Dragon was there. Liam was there. Uh, Hambone was there, right? Like, it was just amazing to have people... Uh, come together and just hang out and that was and then our content creator friends were there and Sean Capri the Nintendo pals uh it was just it was unbelievable it was it like and then we got on a train and then we headed to, to Rome New York where we did extra life for 24 hours 25 because of time changes because that sucks um and it was amazing and then like we'll talk about that later and then on Sunday came home so the guys are knackered like we're all like just done right um not, not done in a bad way but just like we're wiped we need to kind of get our energy back a lot of us are, are lacking sleep and so i said to the guys i said hey guys we're uh we're not going to do an episode this week right like let's let's uh let's not do anything and uh unless like major major news breaks um and then nintendo's like you want a day off ha we have an indie world enjoy That's not bad. That's not bad. Sorry. Uh, glitch energy. Uh, they gave us the glitch was so kind to help us out during extra life and uh, sent us some new shakers and sent us some new flavors. And actually, I'm going to tell you right now. Hold on a second. That was dragon sweat. And I don't know if maybe dragon sweat is the best name for it, um, but I'm going to tell you it's dragon fruit. And that's not bad. I was actually not really know what to expect. And that's not bad at all. I like that. Um, so I digress. We're like, have the week, have the week off. And then Nintendo's like, Hey, we've got an indie world. You should probably watch this. So folks, what we're going to do today, today's, today's a super light show. It's just me. The guys aren't popping in. Uh, we're going to go back to the regular routine, regular scheduled programming next week. So I'm just going to do like a mini episode if you would, because the, the, the indie world did pop off, which I think was pretty cool. Um, but then there are some additional, additional content, uh, to, to chat about as well. Cause Nintendo did have their financial report, uh, recently. And so there are some cool things in there to, to pull out. And of course, business Justin here, we're going to, we're going to pull those things out and have a bit of a chit chat, I guess, is what we're going to do. Um, you know, I'm going to grab the, so what we're going to do is we're going to jump into the showcase right now. I'm going to share my webpage. Hold on. Uh, also, I found out like as I'm prepping for the show today, uh, my Steam Deck is not working the way I want it to. I thought I had it reset up, and now it's you know what, Steam or Stream Steam Deck Stream Decks. I don't have a Steam Deck. I have a Stream Deck. Uh, it's not seeming to work the way I want it to, and I don't know. I had done an update, and then then OBS did another update, and it may have just messed everything. But not, nonetheless, I digress. Here we are. So, folks, yesterday uh, Nintendo had their uh, Indie World, and I'm going to just play this in the background. There we go. 
you know, hey, I'm going to full screen that too. You don't need to see everything else in here. It's absolute. So I listen, I'm watching this live. You're watching on YouTube. You're watching this live with me as well. Uh, 25 minutes of uh, games that were announced. I've got the, the good old press release here as well. Now I'm going to tell you right now, you know what I don't have? Do I have, do I have the... I don't. I was hoping I would have the the Justin was right, Justin was right, Justin was right uh, bumper readily available. When I saw this come out, I said very simply this. There are absolutely two games that are going to be announced uh, here that I think are guarantees that are locks. The first one is Inscription. The second one is Rogue Legacy 2. I then willfully hoped that Outer Wilds was going to be announced and an out today. Two of those th- two of those three things I was right on. Uh, Rogue Legacy Two was announced coming at this uh, at this direct, and as a matter of fact, was at the um, was actually there. And actually, if I find Rogue Legacy here, give me a second here. Give me a second. There it is. There's I'm I'm flipping through. You know, thank you Nintendo for YouTube timestamps. There we go. Uh, Rogue Legacy coming through. Uh, so yeah, this game showed up. This was an out today as well, or out yesterday. So that was a great catch as well. The original Rogue Legacy, it came out on the Switch when the Switch initially came out. And then earlier this year, Rogue Legacy 2 was released on the PlayStation, uh, on PlayStation and did very well. And I heard a lot of really, really positive things about it. Uh, if you're interested as well, and you're maybe, uh, I might be interested in picking up, not hundred percent sure. Uh, Marty is actually going to have some coverage on our, on our channel. So if you're here, tune in, lock it in, watch for Marty's coverage of Rogue Legacy 2. We got a code from the uh, publisher earlier today, actually. So it's a little bit late in regards to a day late, but nonetheless, we're always thankful for it. So they'll be jumping in that. So Rogue Legacy 2 uh, will will be there. So if you want to take a, take a peek at that as well. Uh, but let's kind of go through some of the games that were announced um, from the very beginning, Vemba was, was announced. This was very cool. I thought this was a really neat looking game. Um, just conceptually, it actually talks about an immigrant family coming to Canada and, uh, kind of a first generation child being born in Canada and kind of having to connect their roots with their parents, having been immigrants coming in and how food was ultimately the, the connection for it. Um, this sounds just like a beautiful story, not just because it's Canadian, obviously, eh? Uh, but it just sounds like a really beautiful story, which I think the, the the individuals who are publishing and developing it obviously had a connection with. Obviously, that was probably their experience, and that was something for them to easily pull on. So this looked very cool. Not necessarily a me game, but I thought, man, that sounds really neat. Uh, goodbye, world. Uh, and actually, sorry, let me. I'm going to grab you some dates here for these. I apologize. Uh, Venba, and that's coming out in spring of 2023. Good, goodbye world, which was the, um, was the next game here as well. Um, it is coming out later this month, this month being November. Uh, so I thought that was, that was kind of cool. Uh, this next game really caught my interest here. Uh, have a nice death. I had seen this, uh, at some other event or some other trailer, uh, and it caught my attention. It is, uh, Don the Robes of Death incorporate CEO death himself. And it's a hand-drawn 2d action roguelike game, explore the darker chimes procedurally generate apartments of the corporation's headquarters and use arsenal and weapons and spells and special curses in your mission. Have a nice death launches on March 22nd, uh, of 2023 pre-orders are live right now. This definitely has my attention. Yes, please. I'm all in. So I am excited for this. So I thought this is a great one. This was the thing I would say. I saw a lot of people online kind of giving slack a little bit to this, uh, this indie uh, direct. What we've said before is not every game is for you, right? And, and so I think as I was going through this, there was definitely games that I was like, no, nope. like I'm glad somebody likes that. That is not a Justin game, but that definitely looks pretty cool. Uh, but this is a Justin game and I'm excited for that as well. 
Uh, let's go to our next one here. Uh, this is Akka. Um, and let's, this is this was interesting. Hold on a second. I think this is the right one. Let's see here. Akka, come on. Give me some. Give me some gameplay. This one actually caught my interest. It, it, you know, it, this. You're a red panda. Um, and uh, what is this one here? Sorry. Uh, take the role of a retired warrior Akka in this top-down, small, small open-world game and aim to find inner peace on an isolated desert paradise. In a handcrafted island covered with majestic mountains, dense tropical forests, and inviting hot springs, Akka can uh, nurture fauna and fauna, or fauna and fauna, build a shelter, craft items, or even feed a baby dragon. Different quests await on the um, Ultimate Ghosts. Comes out December 15th. So this one kind of looked cool, actually. I very much I thought the art style looked really neat. Uh, now, the next one I'm showing right now, this one was a yes, please, and, and please, please tell me it is an out now. That was Pepper Grinder from Devolver Digital. Actually, Alkern and um, Devolver Digital. Um, and this is a, how do they describe this? Shipwrecked and robbed treasure hunter Pepper must uh, spin up her trusty drill grinder and reclaim what is stolen from her in the spicy action adventure game. Um, and this is uh, collect treasure and other riches, then cr cash crash or sorry, cash them into to pep up Pepper's opening new paths and the world map and snake collectibles. This is coming in uh, launches in 2023. So that's a pretty big launch broad window 2023. Uh, but this looked really cool. I, I, this one was one that definitely had my attention for sure. Uh, next one was Coffee Talk 2, uh, Hibiscus and Butterflies. Um, and so this, I know there was Coffee Shop 1. These type of like, uh, I don't know, chatty chat games or whatever you want to call these do not interest me as much. But this is coming on the Nintendo Switch next spring. I love the character design. Um, they definitely have that kind of like, it, it, like I watch it and I feel cold. I feel like I want a warm beverage. So the design is really cool, but it's just not a, just not a me game. Um, I think you have to like make teas and stuff like that. And yeah, there you go. Pour milk. And uh, I know some people are like just digging this kind of stuff. Just not a me thing, but like, if this is you, I'm happy for you. That's completely awesome. And, uh, yeah, you ever, ever, always something for somebody else. Right. Um, this was, this was interesting. Next one was o o Oni, uh, road to the mightiest Oni. Um, and so what is this one? Take the role of a vengeful demon warrior in this spirited 3d action adventure game. Um, and, um, this one comes out on March 9th, 2023. It very much felt like breath of the wild at times. It felt like a little bit of like Pokemon Arceus at times with some of the design. Uh, I'm not hundred percent sure what I feel about it, but I think it's interesting. It also looks a lot more like, like these graphics, what you're seeing, the imagery. I mean, this feels like it's a lot more than a, you know, the, the switch can maybe handle that. I don't know. I shouldn't say it can handle that, but like, it just feels a bit, um, yeah, I don't know. Like it looks, I mean, it looks good. It looks like great art style, um, but it looks, it's interesting. I wouldn't consider this maybe an indie. I don't know. What, you know, that's a larger debate of what we consider indies and what we don't consider indies uh, altogether. Uh, this next one had me, I was like, yes and no at various times on this is Desta. The memories between, uh, from us two games. This is from the creators of Monument Valley, so that kind of peaked up my ears a bit. Uh, comes a character-driven roguelike featuring immersive stories, strategic turn-based tactics, as well as dodgeball action. What? What? Um, and this is launching early next uh, year for the Nintendo Switch. I was I was confused but intrigued, and so this definitely caught my interest. So I, I'm definitely interested in Desta uh, Memories Between when it comes out. Uh, what do we got here next? We have the a space from the unbound. 
yeah, I, you know, this, what is this one? Uh, slice of life, uh, action adventure, beautiful pixel art, uh, set in the late nineties, rural Indonesia. Um, this launches on January 16th of 2023. Just didn't catch my attention, but the art style looks pretty cool. I like that. What else we got here? Uh, Dorgudge. Um, I don't know. What is this? Play as Mimi, childhood friends, uh, French designer launched in spring of 2023. This one didn't really catch my interest. So I, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm moving on. Um, what else we got here? Let's see. Let's, you know what? Let's see what else we got. Yeah. This one, this was banner. What was this? Botany banner, botany banner. Um, that's great. Didn't seem to interest me. This upon a jester. Um, nope. I was like hard pass. Keep going. Uh, Rogue Legacy 2, we talked about. Uh, blank, blank. I had heard about this or I had seen this earlier, actually. This is um, from uh, Gearbox Publishers, actually, the one. This is a kind of a, a, a monochrome world. Uh, a fawn and a wolf cub must learn to rely on each other. Uh, throughout this co-op adventure, the unlikely friends must coordinate and use their individual skills and navigate. Uh, blank is a completely text-free story with local and online co-op, making it... Um, Enjoyable for everyone. This comes out in February 14th, 2023. This one kind of looked really cool. So if you're looking for a good little, little, uh, little game to play. Then we had a little bit of a, of a highlight reel with world of horror storytellers, uh, curse of the sea rats and ended with inscription in there as well. Uh, then we had um, the announcement of a little to the left, which we had we'd all kind of heard about before. Uh, this was this has seventy five delightful puzzles to discover, many of which have multiple solutions and a mischievous cat uh, that shakes things up uh, from time to time. Uh, I know a lot of people were pretty excited about this. Um, I, if, this is feels like a, hey, I'm sitting down on my couch watching the telly and it kind of gives me something to do kind of game. Um, maybe kind of as you, your brain kind of eases off, maybe relaxation, something simple and completionism and like three stars kind of thing. Nothing too challenging. I know a lot of people are super excited for this. I'm not one of those people, but if you are, I'm so, so happy for you. And so that's awesome. So that's a little from the left uh, as well. We might have some coverage of that. And then they ended up with the, and we have just one more thing. And that is a sports story. Uh, for a sports story coming out. Um, here we go. So this is great. In an all-out uh, sporting RPG, you'll rise to the ranks of the sports world and prove power and, uh, prowess in golf, tennis, football pitch. By raising uh, your sports rank, you'll even unlock disciplines like BMX, volleyball, cricket, and more. But the game isn't just about sports. Hop on a train or helicopter to explore dungeons, abandoned ruins, and mysterious wildlands or kickback. Go to the mall with his daily um, attractions, specifically sports-related uh, sports stores and mini games. This launches in December, so that was that was kind of the the end of it. That was the one more thing. I thought that was a really good get for them. Um, I thought that was great. Um, I, I thought this coming out in December, fantastic get for for. We knew the game was coming, but we didn't have an actual date. So well done to this. I'm excited for Sports Story. Uh, so for a couple of other games that were uh, mentioned here as well. Uh, Wrestle WrestleQuest was mentioned coming out in May of 2023. That one has my interest. I thought that looked very cool uh, as well. So there was, I thought, a Marriott of games from uh, from all over the folks, uh, from all over for different kind of folks, for different kind of stuff. Um, so overall, I thought it was a really good indie world. I thought it was great for them to kind of get some more content out there. Um, I thought uh, Outsay being Rogue Legacy 2 I thought was great. Inscription coming. I knew there was such a such a hype for Inscription. Inscription in some ways reminded me of Loop Hero last year where people were very excited 
excited for it and wanted to make sure it was on the platforms and, and arrived there. So I thought that was great. Big, not shocking that it was showing up either. I didn't think it was outside of the Switch's possibility. Um, but they definitely showed, you know, I think here Nintendo showed a great amount of, of content coming in the next year. The problem I always have with these indie games, and I'm sorry I keep going back to, to referencing something like Outer Wilds, it's great that you say it's coming, but when, when you have like stuff like this, when they have actual dates or this close December, yeah, I totally get it. Not a problem. But I think sometimes, you know, it's coming out in 2023, 2023 becomes 2024. And sometimes we don't get updates on these games until all of a sudden they're done. Or I would love a little bit more of a, Hey, you've heard about this. We're coming. And that's really usually where that montage realm uh, reel comes into place. Usually get some dates there. Um, but uh, yeah, there's still a lot of tremendous indies out there that I would love to see some dates. Again, from this direct or from this uh, indie world, I took about five games that are definitely in my, you know, radar for next year. So I'm excited for that to jump in. Uh, overall, I give this, uh, I give it probably about a, a B, uh, for, for the delivery and for the content. I am curious, typically they have a kind of another indie world in December. I, um, I'm wondering if they're going to have another one as well. Uh, it would be interesting to kind of see what happens there. Uh, but that's kind of it for, uh, for, for the indie, uh, showcase here. Um, let's, uh, let's jump over to some more news items as well. Uh, let me know in the comments, what were, what were the games that maybe you were the most looking forward to, uh, that came out of this Indie Direct. Uh, let's jump over to the next piece of news and then we'll be wrapping up the show here, folks. Uh, Nintendo had a, their financial earnings call. Uh, and this is going up until the end of, this is halfway through their year. So this is going to be ending as of September 30th, 2022. Uh, so a couple pieces of information for you to be aware of. Uh, Nintendo Switch sales are now, we are now at a total uh, amount of 114,000, or sorry, one, uh, yeah, 114 million units have been sold uh, with software at 917 million units. Uh, it's getting crazy that they're getting very close to 1 billion uh, software sales. That is absolutely tremendous. The Switch does not appear to be slowing down in any way, uh, which is great for them as well. So though that was fantastic. Um, let's talk about some other pieces of interesting information. Jump into our best-selling games. Uh, I mean, we're seeing no real change here as I look at the numbers. Uh, we do see here, of course, Mario Kart now at 48.41 million. Animal Crossing forty point one seven million, uh, and then there is there's quite the the significant uh, gap between Animal Crossing and Smash, twenty nine million, um, in Smash, twenty seven million in in um, in Breath of the Wild, Pokemon Sword and Shield, Mario Odyssey, Mario Party, Pokemon Brilliant um, Diamond and Shining Pearl, Ring Fit. Pokemon, Let's Go, Eevee, Pikachu, all uh, all that as well. So those are those are fantastic uh, numbers. I'm actually going to see if I can find. I was hoping for, they usually have a little bit more of a running total there. Uh, interesting thing we always talk about in, in the sales numbers in relation to uh, Nintendo Switch, uh, Pokemon in the top 10, right? They continue to just be such a, such a dominant number. One, two, three. Three, at least three of uh, of the games here in, in the top ten are Pokemon related, um, and I think you know wherever Arceus is and and all the other games will just continue to rise. Also, uh, so I thought that was that was fascinating as well. Let's see if we have any other financial highlights. Um, this is me poking in a little bit earlier. I didn't I didn't jump in this slide. Let's see if that's boring to look at. We're not going to read that, but we are going to jump over. <laughs> We are going to jump over to some more interesting information uh, from some, from Nintendo as well. They did put out, this is some of their information. What Nintendo is actually now seeing, interestingly enough, I thought this was in, very interesting. 
is diversification of demands for the Nintendo Switch. And I thought this was this was very interesting. What they have now been seeing is the Switch has gone from a one per home to multiple per home and now further to one per person. And so this is really the, the area that Nintendo wants to be in, right? So if you think originally, yeah, it was when the Switch came in, it was one for just a family. And now it's, oh, my daughter's got one, my son's got one, maybe my wife and I share one. Right. This is the this is the strategy that worked so well for Nintendo in their handheld industry, especially the DS, you know, 2DS, making it approachable because it was easy for people. It was at a price point that people were easily able to afford it. Right. It wasn't it wasn't, you know, like, uh, you know, you know, absolutely easy all the time, but something that was not, you know, that was almost impulse level um, um, support. So now we've seen that, right? We've now seen multiple Switches in a household. My household alone, there are three Nintendo Switches. There are four of us, right? So figure that out. And then I think that the great part of it here that they're showing, I kind of like this image to the right, uh, you know, we've got different variations. We've got different SKUs for people to end up getting as well. Uh, and so it's interesting, unit purchased as additional systems account for about 30% of all of Nintendo Switch's sales this fiscal year. So about thir- So let's talk about that. But 30% of their sales this year is I'm buying an additional Switch. And then the, the other commentary, new purchases, additional purchases, and replacement purchases. Uh, not a shock for replacement purchases. Your OG Switch is now coming up to... Uh, well, six years in March, right? If you have an OG switch. So yeah, replacements kind of make logical sense. So we absolutely see that. And of course, their next slide is great to highlight to them. By the way, we have these special edition ones, these collector ones. This is why, right? Why are they putting out Splatoon ones? Then they're putting out a, a, um, a Pokemon ones because people buy them, multiple ones in the house. They're collector's items. People want them. So not a huge shock there as well. You know, again, not overly shocking here. Uh, I thought this slide was very interesting. Age distribution of annual players usage. You know, I think, you know, there's always that commentary that, oh, it's such a kid's game. Nintendo is such a kid's console. But actually you can see that the real spike here is looking at about somewhere between 20 to 25. And then the rest of us kind of age off and drop off a little bit, right? But we can see there's quite a large distribution uh, in active users between about the age of, uh, you know, 20, 21, 22. Uh, and I'd say it begins to take a little bit of a significant drop uh, around your your mid-40s-ish. If only there was a podcast that people could relate to that would, uh, that, would in, that they'd enjoy watching. Um, Nintendo then did mention a steady uh, introduction of new titles coming. And of course, in 2024, uh, or, or highlighting, I guess, the next six months, really, uh, well, between now and at least the end of May, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, Fire Emblem Engage, Zelda, Tears of Kingdom, and Pokemon 4. Uh, I believe we'll see Pokemon 4, in my opinion. They haven't put a date on that, but I do think we'll end up seeing that by the end of, uh, by the end of June 2023, I suspect. I think it's probably going to be, uh, April or May. April game, probably, is my guess, but I, I'm just ballparking that one. Um... Over 36 million members on Nintendo Switch Online. They were doing some highlighting there. I don't know if that's something they really, you know, are as happy with probably, right? If you're looking at 114 million units out there, that basically means essentially one in three have Nintendo Switch Online. Um, Maybe not quite the install base or install rate that they're wanting. I'm sure they'd like it to be a little bit higher. They need to continue to add additional value to that. Now, interestingly enough, and I don't have it here in our news items this week, Nintendo did purchase um, a larger stake in, uh, I want to think it's DNA, um, who was the mobile company they ended up partnering with for stuff like Metopia, as a memory serves. I'd have to go check it. Um, 
but their strategy is specifically around being better at socialization and integration regarding online services and distribution. So it sounds like Nintendo is making a little bit of an effort knowing they need to be a bit better with uh, with their connectivity. So we'll see what that rolls out to look like in the next coming years. We may not see fruition of that for a little bit as well. Uh, maximizing opportunity for download versions. We're seeing that a little bit. Let's see what else we got here. Scrolling through, scrolling through. Uh, some more IP. Let's see here. Let's see. Uh, I thought this was actually very interesting. They gave some information about Splatoon 3, uh, which was, I thought, great. Now, again, Splatoon 3 came out in early September. In uh, judging by this uh, slide, they had a, a sell-through rate of 6.7 million units. That may sound very small. We do have to remember that collect that counting period was only for about about three weeks. Uh, cause it came out in early September and this report is as of September 30th. That's a very good sell through rate through 6.7 million units. Uh, and it says here enjoyed by children and parents alike, uh, expanded for expanding for fans to new players. Uh, and I think that's exactly what they did. I think I did a great job of that. Um, and really, um, yeah. Uh, I thought did a great job in regards to um, meeting their, meeting kind of their, their, their growth uh, targets. It even says here that, um, uh, Splatoon was originally an IP in the Wii U in 2015. Splatoon 2 for the Nintendo Switch grew its title to having over 10 million units um, since its release in 2017. And we're already seeing 6.7 for Splatoon 3. It's great. Uh, when they did their um, their Splatfest, they did have some information about, about players. And we do see here a pretty substantial um, portion of this pie chart uh, of players who did not previously play the title before. If I was to ballpark or kind of maybe what that, that percentage would be, looks like it's about maybe 35%. That's pretty good uh, as well. And we can kind of see we have some returning players from other uh, other ones as well. Um, yeah, uh, continues to grow with players. There, I mean, to be honest, as I'm, as I'm going through this, interestingly enough, like, like Splatoon 3 has five slides here. So they're definitely really understanding, uh, the, you know, that it's, that's a bit of a cash cow for them as well. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Making progress and expanding the number of people who have access to our IPs. I thought this was a great uh, visualization. You know, we talked about Nintendo having such an important IP and really looking to monetize and mobilize that um, IP. And what we see here from this, this visual here is the Super Nintendo theme parks they mentioned. They're obviously content with illumination, which I find interesting. They call it visual content, just called a movie, uh, merchandise and, uh, and mobile. So continuing to, to deploy that. And then the idea, of course, saying this next one is how to, you know, how do all those things somehow maybe interconnect back to the Nintendo account and then back to uh, invigorating or creating, generating a cycle for hardware and software sales. This shouldn't be a shock, right? Like um, if, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm playing something mobile, how do I, how does it draw me over to um, the game or uh, the Nintendo account and how are those things connected? There's value and I'm, and I'm staying in those ecosystems. Uh, so that is, I think that's kind of, oh, I thought, though, actually, sorry, I apologize. Some other interesting things in here. Um, the Nintendo talked a little bit more about their IP specifically in mobile. It encompasses over 164 countries and regions, over 800 million downloads, 800 million downloads, uh, on their mobile apps, which is absolutely incredible. Um, so I know that they're making money off of those. Um, I thought this was also interesting. Speaking of, um, 
things are making money off of. Cumulatively, Amiibo figures shipped are more than 77 million units. Uh, and again, if you remember, Amiibo did launch back in 2014, but continue to see some usage or some sales through it as well. They did mention their their uh, their relationship here with Lego, uh, and I don't think that's going away anytime soon. I'm sure it's making them a ton of money. By the way, I definitely want this Bowser uh, for Lego. I think it'd be fantastic. I'm trying to think if there's anything else here that really drew my attention that I want to share with you. Uh, Nintendo account, they're saying over 290 million um, folks for in, with Nintendo accounts. The number of Nintendo accounts has exceeded 290 million worldwide and continues to grow. Uh, so that's interesting. Um, I, I, you know, I think about like the mine, the mine Nintendo account, right? Like mine alone, there are four people under the account or sorry, I apologize. There are no, cause I have a family plan. I are a lot of people under my account. I think there's like eight for mine, uh, whatever it is. Um, so, you know, you're only monetizing off of the initial re you know, the one time renewal fee that I get, but there's like eight people under that. So, you know, I guess this number of 290 million kind of makes a little bit of sense if you kind of extract from there. Uh, then they also kind of did a little bit of like environmental consideration I thought was interesting. Um, they're moving to their, their previous model used for power consumption, 12, 12 Watts. Now it's gonna be moving over to seven Watts of the current model. And the OLED actually uses six Watts as well. Uh, and they've reduced their packaging by 18%. Um, you know, it sounds funny, but all those little, those little bits and bobs, those all help to, to reduce costs, um, and make things more efficient, right. And get things out to more audiences, which is great. Um, all right, folks. Uh, let's see here. I'm really hoping. I'm really, really hoping. Okay, but I was like, I'm not seeing my microphone record. I was like, oh my gosh, is is, is what's going on here? Um, that's kind of the news items. Let's uh, let's jump into. Uh, no, that's not what I'm looking for here. Hold on a second. Oh my gosh, folks, this is the one I'm looking for. Uh, let's jump into what have I been playing? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um. I'm playing a lot of games because it was Extra Life. Uh, so we played a ton of games during Extra Life. But what have I been playing right now? Um, I didn't. I did not play anything, by the way, on my, on my flight home, on my travels home. It was a 21-hour travel day, uh, which involved me leaving Rome, New York, and taking a train into New York. Then in, in New York, then I then got on a subway. Then I took the subway and got off and got on a bus. Then I took a bus to an airplane. Then I took that airplane to another airplane, and then I took. Uh, and then when I landed in minus 25 degree Celsius weather in Calgary, Alberta. I then got in a car and drove uh, home, which was probably stupid because it was late night and I was tired and uh, it was snowy, but I got home safe. I digress. But folks, be smarter than I am because it was, an, was not a great idea. It was about a 20 hour, 20 hour, uh, 21 hour travel day is what it was. So that was a bit crazy, but I'm happy to be home. Uh, so I haven't been playing anything uh, on the trip, I, uh, on the way back at all. But I will tell you what I did pick up. Uh, I did pick up uh, It Takes Two. I'm looking forward to playing this with my wife. Um, I think this will be great. Um, split screen, game of the year last year, two-player, uh, and what may have also won me the Nintendo Dad's Predictions Championship belt for being right. So that, uh, I will also kind of pull back the curtain on something else I have been doing. Um, I got an Xbox Series S, actually. Uh, I know you're like, what? Boo! Ah, you're all screaming at your microphone. Uh, Tim has actually lent me his uh, tomorrow for uh, uh, an undisclosed amount of time um, to try it out because I've been on the fence about it. And uh, so I, 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 I got that started up and going. Haven't, uh, what have I downloaded? I downloaded Fortnite and I downloaded uh, Overwatch 2 because I said, uh, I'd love to see how they perform here. And I will tell you, um, 
playing Fortnite for the first time, my actual, I said it out loud. I said, holy cow. I didn't say holy cow. I swore, but I'm not going to beat today's episode. So I'm not going to do that. I said, holy cow, there are clouds in Fortnite near the bus. I had no clue. Uh, so that has been interesting to kind of play, get into that ecosystem, figure out how the console works. I always like exploring that kind of stuff. Um, and maybe you're like, what are you doing, Justin? I can't believe you're betraying us. Listen, Stadia's, Stadia's gone. So I need to figure out something else. And so uh, I'm going to uh, probably pick up some Game Pass. I'm going to play, I think, maybe Deathloop. I might be playing Outer Wilds on uh, on it as well and some other games that are interesting to me. But uh, I haven't had a chance to really jump into a lot right now. Uh, there, isn't, there isn't a ton of games right now that actually, I'm being very honest, interest me. Uh, Sports Story interests me in December. And then that's pretty much it. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, folks, just before I round out the show, a couple things I want to talk about. Um, we'll be back next week in regards to a full episode. We'll talk a little bit more about Extra Life, but I am going to say this. Uh, Extra Life 2022 was an absolute amazing event. Uh, episode 400 was absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for your amazing support uh, of our show, of our content. Um, our Extra Life campaign is actually not done yet. Uh, there are still several individuals who are still playing this month because last weekend didn't work for them. Actually, Isaac, uh, Marty's son, is playing this weekend. Uh, and so if you want to go support him, that would be amazing. Marty still has a lot of capacity in his goal. I know his goal is 2,500. He's about 1,500. Now, if you want to donate, head over and donate and support him or head over to our page in general over on uh, www.nintendodads.org. And from there, you can donate and choose any of our um, of our folks. Uh, Elvis still has to go. Jeff still has to, uh, still has some space in there for as well. So if you're looking to donate, there are lots of people on the Nintendo Dads team that I would encourage you to donate. There are actually so many, there's a page two. So do make sure you go to page two uh, as well and look into that. Um, but folks, I mean, we, as of, as of today, I think we're at like $8,100. Are you freaking kidding me? $8,100. That has smashed any Nintendo Dads record previously. Our goal was initially $5,000. We beat that at about, I think, six or seven hours into the into the Extra Life stream. We adjusted it to $6,000, and we ended up beating that as well. Now we're over $8,000. Unbelievable. Uh, thank you so much for your support, for your generosity. We are giving away prizes um, for people who donate as well. Not giving away, not for donating, but you'll be entering a draw for prizes. We do have stuff from Glitch Energy uh, that we'll be sending out. We have some uh, uh, some stuff from Nintendo of New York. We have some PDP and uh, Power A gear as well. We have a Couch Buddies, which are kind of cool things that were Kickstarter. Uh, so we've got lots of cool stuff. We are not doing any draws for our giveaway stuff till actually near near the end of November when everybody's had a chance to kind of really um, do their campaigns. We want to make sure that people have that opportunity because you might donate to Isaac, let's say, this weekend. And, and we want to make sure that that has an opportunity to be counted for, for our prize giveaway as well. Again, the funds being raised goes to Children's Miracle Network hospitals across North America, and each each individual who's playing has theirs specifically they're playing for. I encourage you, if you haven't, and you thought, oh, it's too late, it's never too late, uh, head over and check out our uh, website. Of course, that is on extralife.org, or head or I think it's extralife.org. Head over to antennadads.org and donate uh, uh, there. The Extra Life button is there. Folks, that's it. Thanks for playing. Thanks for being here. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Hopefully you've enjoyed all this content we've put out uh, for the last week. Again, we are taking a week off <laughs> to let let everyone rest, rejuvenate, reconnect with their family. Today's Thursday. Today is the actual first day that I'm actually feeling slightly normal again. Uh, and I got back on Monday. Um, but again, I would say that we've had just a tremendous, amazing time. And that is thanks to you and your support. And so we are so grateful and so thankful for it. Um, Let's see. Let's see if I, I'm going to, I'm going to hit some buttons here. Let's see if I got some, what is this? Oh, it's a Nintendo snap. Have you heard that? Uh, wobble puff it? Yeah, wobble buff it? Just, just pressing buttons now.
inside a studio audience, maybe? I don't know. All right, folks, folks, let's, not really let's get out of here. Uh, hey, uh, big thanks to all of our amazing Patreon producers, um, which I don't have the document in front of me. Um, you're amazing. Let's just say that. Okay. Awesome. I appreciate you. Uh, and I'm sorry. I don't have the document open. Um, if you're interested in supporting our show, head over to patreon.com slash Nintendo dads, uh, where you've helped us to support and do these amazing shows like this and the episode 400 and gather and, and do everything we did last week. And is, is really because of the support of, of not only Patreon, but if you purchase manscape stuff or gooder glasses or, uh, watch our, watch our VODs or share or donate or any of that, that has helped us do what we did last weekend. And we are so thankful and grateful for you for that. We cannot express how incredible that was. Again, we're taking this week off-ish. We'll be back at it next week with a normal show. Thanks for listening. Take care. Bye-bye.